0: Let's Be Honest.
1: So, (laughs) that was terrible. Um, Okay, so this is episode three, which is uh, pretty awesome as we get this whole thing started. Uh, Let's Be Honest, this Perichoresis podcast that comes out every week. But in case you didn't know, that last voice that said, let's be honest, is the one and only McKenna Marie? No. Elizabeth? Oh, is this terrible? Elise. Like,
0: Elise, I was sort it's of, sort of basic.
1: close. Okay, McKenna Elise Lundy's last day at Paracresis. Yeah. It's so sad. Uh, <laughs> I know. i Rachel looks like she's about to cry.
0: Still
1: in uh, denial. Anik's in denial.
0: I'm pretty sad about it. Um, that's okay. I'll be back.
1: Yeah. Okay. So tell. Okay. So why? I mean, obviously we're sad, but um, yeah. Like, what's going through your head right now?
0: um kind of a lot i mean just kind of i i don't know it's the end of a really good good era i guess i don't know if you could say era it's been four years but (laughs) um (laughs) that counts yeah but it's just i don't know it's moving on from one part of my life to a new um unknown part of life Mm -hmm. uh, which i'm excited about you know everybody i've talked to is always like you know college is the best time of your life it's like Right before you have a lot of responsibilities, but you're still, you know, you have that independence that you didn't have in high school, but yet you're still a kid, which is nice. Yeah,
1: dude, I think that's why college is like the greatest time of life ever, right? You have all the freedom, essentially, you have a lot of the freedom of being a full-blown adult without any of the responsibility, Mm -hmm. or at least most of the responsibility. So, yeah, I think it's great. We're super pumped for you.
0: Yeah, I'm
2: pumped too. (laughs) (laughs) Right,
1: but no, but that actually leads into like our conversation today, right? Because it's kind of like you feel like you're excited, but anxious, maybe you're a little nervous about being on your own, being like hours away from many of your friends and family, right? And that sort of thing, right? So in other words, there's this tension.
0: Tension. (laughs) And segue. (laughs) Yeah, so we're
1: going to – actually, so for this podcast, let's be honest, we're going to start a new series called Tension, basically because, dude, right, like 2020 is essentially – if you were to summarize the year 2020 in one word, like wouldn't it be tension? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Everything leads to – like everything about 2020 has – either caused tension or resulted from tension yeah um read the definition. oh so the definition says the first <laughs> definition is inner striving unrest or imbalance often with physiological indication of emotion you may read all of them <laughs> <laughs>
1: it doesn't matter okay what did you just read okay so okay so we're talking about tension we're talking about how 2020 is like the year of tension but, like, at its core, like what is it, right? So you just read a definition, which sounds like really nice, but like, but, what does that actually mean? Like, when you think of tension, like what do you think of?
2: I think of like two passive aggressive people fighting. Yeah. that's the first thing that comes into my mind. like they're just sitting there, and it's just so awkward, <laughs> or like that awkward unknown of
0: what the other side is thinking yeah doing or like what's happening on the other end of things
1: yeah right and I think so there's tension obviously as we think about school no matter if you're going off to college or high school are you going to see your friends are you going to be in the same class is there going to be a b schedule or is everything going to turn virtual and everything is online shortly right so you have that tension of what is the school year going to look like there's racial tension with everything that's been happening, right? There, so there's just lots of tension. Um, but today specifically, we're talking. Okay, so we're going to do a series called "Tension," or you know, several weeks on tension. But today's tension topic. Someone okay, introduce that
3: your spirituality.
1: So, like, what is that like? Like, why why do you uh, why are we talking about this?
0: I think, Oh, Mike. Hi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. I think owning your spirituality is something that's especially hard when you grow up in this Adventist, like, an Adventist bubble. I mean, a lot of us, almost, I, I'd i say 90% of Adventists have grown up as, like, a generational Adventist. Like, yeah. they are f- second, third, fourth, fifth generation Adventists. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I've, I don't know a lot of people who have chosen Adventism other than, like, first being born into it. Um so it's really easy to kind of just go along with the flow of things and
2: um yeah, like adopt what was taught to you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um and just kind of I don't know. Yeah, like you said just go with the go with it. And yeah. um that causes a lot of questions. I know for me at least. Like <laughs> Yeah. I definitely don't always I don't know why I believe a lot of the things that I believe. Mm-hmm. And even to this day like um, I don't know, I'm going to be honest, like I'm pretty uneducated when it comes to Adventist doctrines and stuff like that. All I know is the stuff that's been practiced, but I also don't always know like why it's been practiced. So, I don't
1: know. Okay, so okay, so we're talking <laughs> about tension. So this idea that, okay, so one, that's one definition that McKenna read. Another definition talks about um, the state of alter hostility. Or opposition between individuals or groups, uh, right? Okay, so obviously, right, so we have an election coming up. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be tension, right, between different groups, um, and even you know with schools. And and should we mask up? Should we not mask up? Should we social distance? Should we not? Right? All of those types of things. But the other thing that I think is cool about tension is while, yeah, it's definitely negative, um, and awkward, and all those things that Rachel was talking about, it can also be beautiful when it's done well right like a stringed instrument a guitar harp piano um you know cello anything that's stringed right there's there's tension it's the tension that creates the beauty so i think that's why we should talk about it right not all tension is bad but how do we take the tension that exists and ultimately turn it into something beautiful and as we're talking about what that is would be like our own personal spiritual walk does that make sense Okay, so to start with that, so how do we have our own personal spiritual walk? Okay, so just some quick thoughts. Um, Anik, I think, is going to read Genesis 1, 27 to 31. And uh, yeah, read that and we can talk about it. Let's
3: go. So um, Genesis 1, 27 to 31 says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male, female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals and the birds in the sky, small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all that he made and he saw that it was very good the evening passed and morning came marking the sixth of the day
1: so in classic perichoresis bible study fashion
3: what jumped out of you exactly i think just i don't know reading this is it, just kind of like this is my gift to you take care of it just like love
1: it yeah well so okay so i feel like pastors parents teachers whatever church people in general we try to make a walk with god burdensome Mm -hmm. right like we have all these rules it's like you gotta dress like this you need to not wear jewelry or not have a tattoo or listen to this or have this on you know this is how you keep sabbath and whatever like we have all these different rules for a walk w- with God. But it sounds to me like as we open up you know, you know the scriptures at the very beginning when God created us to have a relationship with him there wasn't a single rule, right? It was it was complete freedom mm-hmm. within the relationship.
2: I just I honestly like that so much. Like, it talks about, like, him creating all these things, like all the birds and the fish, and he looks at it, it says it's good, and then just lets them have it.
1: Right. Now, he does give them a job to do, which I think is interesting, right? Uh, so so I have very – I don't have a lot of rules for pericresis, <laughs> I feel like. Don't be an idiot. That That's really all-encompassing. Yeah. But, but then I also have another general rule, and that is – don't make babies. Right? That's, 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 uh, I feel like that's a pretty safe rule. I feel
0: like you should um, <laughs> upgrade the way you say
1: that one. Oh, how should I say it? Well, don't
0: make babies. You cannot make babies and still do the same thing.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. True. Don't practice? Uh, Don't have sex. Okay, or just, okay, there you go. Uh, Okay, just don't have sex <laughs> and don't be an idiot. That, but I feel like yeah. don't be an idiot kind of, anyway, whatever. That's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah, or not. It's all open to It attention. depends yeah that's true broken, yeah. yeah okay <laughs> that's so true um but i think right ultimately jesus says there aren't any rules but he does give them responsibility right mm-hmm. fill the earth okay so make babies fill the earth um but then also like subdue it right have control over it so in other words at the very beginning jesus told adam and, adam and eve to have responsibility which i think is kind of interesting. Like when someone trusts you or trusts people with responsibility or when you have responsibility, like, how does that make you feel?
0: Um, personally, I thrive off of being given responsibilities. Um, I I mean, I'd say like the more that I can, you know, prove that I can be responsible on my own without um, guidelines or like, you know, when my parents tell me to do something, it makes me like, want to do it or like I'll like be ready to go do something and then my mom will be like hey McKenna can you go do this and automatically I like kind of just shut down because I yeah. was like you mm-hmm. didn't trust me enough to do, do that on my own, own kind of a thing like, like I was self just about to do it yeah so like being able to show that I am responsible and that I can take those steps on my own um, those are definitely the ways that I thrive and that I like the more responsibility that I'm given the more the harder i'm gonna work to prove to people that i can take care of that responsibility and that i can you know uphold my end of that responsibility um i don't know i just i almost feel freer when i'm given more responsibilities Mm -hmm. yeah um, but i'm trusted to take care of it on my own Mm -hmm.
2: yeah because i like really take pride in myself when people trust me to do something Without that, like especially when it's without them having to ask or remind me or different things like that, when they have expectations of me and I like uphold those expectations and complete whatever it is that they are expecting me to do or expecting me to like keep or whatever it is, I like I become happy with myself and then that puts me in a better better mood to continue to um, do the same thing, which ultimately benefits the person that's expecting me to do that because then they're happy that i'm doing it like so the whole little cycle
3: mm-hmm. no i totally agree i think responsibility not like I'm, I'm in the same boat as you i like responsibility but i think it, it yeah it just makes all the difference when you're not constantly having to be like monitored while yes. you're given that responsibility and you can give them the final product and prove that you're capable mm-hmm.
1: yeah. right like it makes us feel good to be responsible, Um, which I think is, you know, that's, so that makes sense, right? Because God created us to be in his image. Uh, Apparently, Adam and Eve, the very first thing they were given was responsibility. And because of that, they weren't really given a lot of rules. Um, So in other words, I think for humanity, there's something inside of us that God like put inside of us to long for responsibility and, and control, which actually does, I think, lead into this whole idea of of our personal walk, right, with God and and taking ownership of it. Um, Yeah, well, what do you think?
2: I think one of the main things about, like, keeping your own walk with God is, like, being, like, keeping yourself accountable, which is, like, being responsible for what you're doing, like, making sure that whatever, like, the things that you want to achieve in your relationship with God and what you want to do with Him or do, to like grow closer to him it all comes from you actually doing it and in order to like continue to keep doing that like accountability responsibility mm-hmm. um just to like claim what you want for yourself
1: right but like what are some like either you or your friends or people you know like what are some excuses like do, do kids make excuses like do people make oh. excuses as to yeah. why they don't have a relationship with god like what are, what are some I of those
0: <laughs> like like i think my biggest thing is like i'll own it um i'm not good at personally setting like si- setting aside time to like take time to read my bible or to read a devotional yeah on my own Gr- like i know that that's what i need to do in order to continue to grow this relationship with god but i'm not good at like initiating that time to sit down and take that time that's Mm -hmm. why I think I do enjoy music so much is because like anywhere that I'm at I can put on that music and I can kind of just like stop and be in that space um Mm -hmm. and it I mean it doesn't require me to sit still as long (laughs) so so, I mean but it's one of those things that I know I need to do and like I catch myself all the time like sometimes I'll like I'll be talking to God like I'll ask him, I'll, I'll, I'll pray. I'm like, I can you, like, I want to have this relationship with you and I want to be able to, like, talk to you more often and to, like, soak up your word. I just mm-hmm. don't know how. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, on the other end of that, like, I don't make that initiative, like, yeah. I don't take that initiative mm-hmm. to um, work on it in the first place. So it's like, mm-hmm. well, so you, you can't just pray about it and expect it to come to fruition. Like, it takes those actions and those steps. Um, yeah. So... I don't
2: know because I think like for me for the longest time I've always been wanting to do exactly that like take time to like just talk to God for however long it is that I feel is right or like read my Bible all the time but like you said like it comes with excuses like oh I could just like watch an episode instead or go watch TikTok or yeah. do something else because it's time like this that's time that you're taking and that's what i've done in the past is like i could use this time for something else and then it just like spirals Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Yeah, and i think this isn't anything new um like so everything was was going well according to the scriptures we were just reading and then it doesn't go well they make a mistake jesus shows up and says to adam hey like well, what's going on? Like, oh yeah, that's it. Oh, sorry, okay, I totally forgot that part. So Jesus shows up and it's yeah. like, because they had like this this regular date of, of hanging out, like in the evening, like going on evening walks, which I think is like I still enjoy going on evening walks. Like yeah. I think there's something beautiful and calming about the evening walk. Well, that's what they used to do. Jesus shows up, they're not there, so he's like, hey, where are you guys? And I'm like, hey, we're hiding, which is kind of weird, right? Like, <laughs> we are if you're hiding. Why would you say, hey, we're hiding? I don't know. We can argue with Adam and Eve about that one day. But And then he's like, well, why are you hiding? Well, because we're naked. And then Jesus is like, well, who told you you were naked? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, did you eat the fruit? Well, the woman that you made. So he's actually blaming Jesus in a way. The woman you made, you know, made me do it. And then he turns to Eve and says, well, why did you do that? And Well, the serpent. So the point is, this whole issue of, like, blaming, like, something else or someone else for getting in the way of our relationship, like, this has been around a while. So there's that. Um, So I think John 5 kind of gives, there's a little story that I think a lot of people probably know, but there's some... A couple of interesting nuances, I think, that can help with this. So, uh, could someone read John 5? Just read like 1 to 5, and then we can kind of talk about it.
3: So, afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish, ho- Jewish holy days. Inside the city, near the Sheep Gate, was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years.
1: Do you want me to keep reading? That's fine. Wait, what verses? Oh, that's five. five. Oh, okay. Also, there's no verse four. Okay, verse so five. in case <laughs> all of you, oh, wait. I thought you said don't read verse four. There's, there is no, there is no verse right. four. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. I wish all of you who are listening, like my mom, and I don't know, maybe whatever, you <laughs> saw the look on you guys' faces. There's no verse four. that's so then it's like, well, wait, 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 what
3: Where did it go? Or is this in, in all Where Bibles? It
1: so it's not in all Bibles. So some manuscripts include a verse four and some manuscripts don't. So then that's what you're wondering. Wait, wait, wait. So what does verse four say and why is it not there? Because if you're reading in a in a regular Bible, like some of you, some of you, you're not even going to believe me. You're going to go get your Bible right now and go. Go get your Bible. Look it up. In John chapter 5, it goes from verse 3 to verse 5 for most of your Bibles. However, if you look at the fine prints and down whatever, it will show you what one of the manuscripts actually does say for verse 4.
3: This is what it says. For an angel of the Lord came from time to time and stirred up the water, and the first person to step in after the water was stirred was healed of whatever disease they had.
1: So, in other words, one day there's this dude— Um, for 38 years he's been sick he's hanging out by the pool of Bethesda Jesus is in Jerusalem which would have been required because it's a Jewish holiday Um, when Jesus saw him verse 5 and knew he had been ill for a long time he asked him would you like to get well okay so here's this guy who's been sick and he's stuck and he has this excuse and but on the out but on the inside, the part that's not there for verse four is basically saying, well, angels would come down and stir the water and the first person to get in, that then they would be healed. Mm. So in other words, on the inside, it's even inside of the scripture, but on the inside of this guy, he thinks, in order to get well, God has to come to me. You know what I'm saying? Like something supernatural has to come my direction. But, okay, right, so there's that. So another, right, and I think for many of us, we kind of think that, well, the reason my walk with God isn't so solid is because, well, God's sort of not doing what he should be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm
2: really going to that. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. I, like, that's always what, that's what I pray every time, like, let God help me to right. want to spend time with you more. Right. But the reality is, like, I can pray that all I want, but... I need to make those steps. I need to take those, those steps to mm-hmm. initiate that relationship as well. Because right. it all comes down to that, like, you know, he's not going to force his presence or his love on anybody who doesn't want it. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess I've always kind of known that, but I've always just felt like this, like, sense of, like, I don't know what else to do since I don't know how to initiate that time or, like, mm-hmm. where to start or when to start or, like, when to have time. Um, or like how to make time. Cause I, I mean, the reality is I I have 24 hours in a day. I can definitely make time. Um, but it's just like that, those distractions that get in the way. And so, I don't know. I lost my train of thought a little bit.
2: I think the biggest part for me, at least what I've realized kind of in the last couple of minutes that we've been talking about this (laughs) is like the reason why I'm constantly like really ready to do like everything else, is because I'm so passionate about all of those things. Mm. Like, I'm so ready to go to practice because I love volleyball, or I'm so ready to, like, I mean, some of the stuff, like wasting time on social media, it's not that I'm passionate about that. It's, it's, just fun an, it's an easy way out. Like, yeah. yeah. it doesn't take any cognitive ability to do that. <laughs> but I think what I just realized, actually, is the mindset of being just as passionate about, like, take like initiating my relationship with him instead of just waiting, like it said, um, it needs to be, like, yeah. higher, way higher. Well,
1: because, like, a lot of times, like, so we were just talking that in, in a few short weeks, we would have normally been attending and experiencing one life, and, <laughs> like... And a lot of times we're like, OK, I go to one life and I have this spiritual high and it, it's God showed up at one life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so it's kind of like we have this the same type of mentality as this guy is like, OK, I'm just waiting for God to show up. I'm waiting for God. I'm waiting for God, I'm waiting for the angel to come um, and stir the waters. But the reality is, yes, sure, God shows up at one life and speaks to you. That's great. But you had to actually first make the decision to go. Mm-hmm. So it still starts with. Us taking initiative, I think, as, as some of you were
0: saying. And then, I mean, I don't know if we're, stop me if we're going to touch on this later. But, I mean, like, part of One Life is, at least for me, the reason that I do get such a high from One Life is because, like, one of the huge focuses of One Life is the biggest way that I do connect with God. Yeah. So, like, example, um, the music. Like yeah. that's how I always have connected with God. That's the way that I grow closer to him. That's like my time of prayer and like mm-hmm. listening to these words that I know are true. But mm-hmm. it's just like it's another way of sharing them and listening to them. Um, it's like it's an involved way of listening to them for me. Like to be able yeah. to like sing these mm-hmm. words um, and almost pray them myself is one of those things that like that's just my way of connecting with God. And so like when it comes to one life that's a huge part of that weekend. Um, and it's a huge part of like that spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, that's my spiritual niche. Like that's where I find God the easiest mm-hmm. and the the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know, I think that taking those opportunities and like finding the way that you do connect with God the most, whether it's Listening to music, or singing music, or playing piano, or playing guitar, um, or any instrument, or whether it's journaling, like sitting down and just like spewing all your thoughts to God, and or just or prayer, or if it is sitting down and like actively studying the Bible, um, just like finding that and taking that to um, spur on that passion and that want, and just continuing through that, I guess.
1: Yeah. So. So he's waiting for God to show up and do something. Jesus walks up, but he asked him a question, Anique. Um, can you read the question, verse 6?
3: Yeah. Um, when Jesus saw him and he knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? Um, I love that. I think that's yeah, why do you love that? Because it's not like, um, it's not, you know, believe in me and, and you'll, be healed from your sickness is like what are you willing are you willing to do this i mean not literally step
1: up i guess cause paralyzed, but um <laughs> well yeah well but he's getting there but i but i do think i think you're onto something jesus doesn't say okay um are you willing are you going to get baptized first are you willing to do that yeah it doesn't go there do you, are you going to keep the sabbath are you going to have this diet or not wear that or not listen to that or whatever he just asks him a question are you ready to change and I think this is kind of interesting as we think about this idea, is because a lot of times, and I'll be honest with with my own prayer life, I want God to change my situation and my circumstances, but not necessarily change me, hmm. right? Like there, yeah. there's a difference. Um, I was at so uh, so I was at the dentist today. I hate the dentist. Same.
0: <laughs> I dentist, can't. Teeth to me is like blood to other people. Like yeah. I get like really, light, I like freak out. Like yeah, yeah. I lose the ability to talk. Like the scraping of teeth. Oh, you know, like when yeah. you scrape like those like, like those yeah. sounds that like make your like, yeah. I, you just shut down. Like yeah. Yeah. I can't form sentences or like get yeah. words out. Or, like <laughs> when you're scared, or, like a dog barks. I don't know. Like I oh, I just I hate like... It so
1: no, it's such a well. And I want to know. I've actually asked hygienists this before. Why is it that while they're like elbow deep in your face and you have tools and stuff going on they they start talking to you and they actually expect you to talk back yeah,
2: how's your school going where have you been recently every single time oh so what grade are you in now do you think yeah. i can speak to you yeah
1: it's like so awkward and anyway but my point is um so I, they have these things called pockets I, I don't really care about dentistry but apparently you have pockets in your in your mouth or in your teeth or whatever and she's checking them and she start, I could feel like she's starting to examine, right? And I'm like, oh, what? So I, I make some noise, and I'm like, um, did you find something? Like, is something bad? Like, what's wrong, right? Because I'm always talking and trying to make them laugh and whatever. And, uh, and so, like, no, nah, I won't tell you what I said. But I'm like, wait, what, what's wrong? What, what? I, I'm sensing that you're finding something wrong. And she's like, well, your, your pockets are a number four. I'm like, number four? Like... <laughs> is that bad? Am I going to die? Like, what does this mean? And she's like, no. um, How's your flossing going? And that's when I was like, oh, crap. There it is. Um, So for the record, you're going to tell me to floss. I don't floss. I I can sit here and tell you I promised to floss, but I know me. I'm not going to floss. I have a whole drawer in my bathroom full of floss because they always give it to me and I never do it. And I'm not gonna start doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, as I was just thinking about this, right, you know you're guilty of this. Like, <laughs> it's like we ask God, okay, fix all my pocket fours, but just so you know, I'm not gonna start flossing. And, and so, it's like, fix my situation, six, fi- what? Fix my situation, <laughs> fix my, my circumstance, but I myself am not actually gonna do anything.
0: Um, I mean, okay, so for me, like, that's a lot of what deters me from spending time with God, actually, mm. is that fear of kind of being called out, like, I, mm. I know the inevitable, like, I know he's gonna, like, be like, here's what you need to change, McKenna, or, you know, like, yeah, whether it's what I'm doing, or how I'm acting, or, you know, just like, I get almost, like, nervous to sit down and read a devotional in fear that it's gonna be like, hm, you're doing this wrong, mm-hmm. fix it, because you know you get so comfortable with your routine especially when you're not going out of your comfort zone you like you do what is comfortable for you yeah,
2: changing habits is really hard
0: yeah so like for me like i have my habits i have everything that you know like i i get up in the morning and i do this or whatever and i go to school i come home i you know like you have your set schedule and your habits and so i'm always afraid you know like I, i'm always afraid that god's gonna be like you know what maybe you should talk to this person today mm. about me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, mm-hmm. And, and like, I'm, I'm so like, I went, I had an interview the other day um, to be in this band. And so that, and they were, he was asking me about my spiritual life and it like made me pause. Cause I was like, uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I was like,
0: Oh, cause I always, I'm like, I love Jesus. <laughs> he's like, so what are you doing right now? to Mm -hmm. continue your spiritual walk and Mm -hmm. i i was like oh crap (laughs) i was like i was like i didn't want to sound ungenuine i didn't also didn't want to sound like a quote-unquote bad christian Mm -hmm. um but like the reality is i'm not doing a whole lot like i'm afraid to do a lot like he asked me how do you like how do you talk about jesus with your peers like how good are you at doing that Mm -hmm. and i uh, i was honestly like you know like I'm not necessarily great. I've been to an ab- to school where everybody else does that for me, you know? Yeah. And I, and even like, it, it makes me even question. Cause like being little, I remember always being like, I would, I read that book, uh, Jesus freaks, um, oh about yeah. all the martyrs. Yeah. And I remember like being little and being like in that position, like I would, I would stand up for God. Yeah. Like I would hold my ground. Yeah. But the reality is I find myself at school, like being afraid to like, use the name jesus Mm -hmm. in my christian school like Mm -hmm. to another peer yeah because i don't want to be labeled as that like like basic christian or that Mm -hmm. um what's the word i'm looking for like the stereotypical christian i can say i I can say
2: a person but that's not helpful (laughs) but that's (laughs) the thing that's (laughs) that's the
0: thing like even i find myself being like oh they're really um yes that's their (laughs) only (laughs) quality is being a christian But is that a bad thing? Like, Mm. I don't know. I think there's such a stigma that comes with Christianity. And a lot of it is just because of the way that we've represented it. Mm
2: -hmm. And, Mm -hmm.
0: like, I have peers. I have really close friends that, you know, they question a lot. And, you know, the only reason that they're in church is because of their family. And, you know, they have questions about whether they want to stay or remain. Mm. And, like, I find myself being afraid to talk about God in their presence, because I don't want to seem like that, you know, really annoying Christian girl, because I, f- you Like, know. inserting
2: religion into everything.
0: Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know, I feel like there's such a stigma, and so, like, I get so worried about having that stigma attached to me, but the reality is, like... That's not, is it that's that not bad? The point. Like, that's, yeah. the point is to go out of your comfort zone, like, if I can't hold my own among my peers, mm-hmm. h- like... Like strangers. I am <laughs> nothing compared to these little girls who, like, s- like, this book that i was talking about earlier Mm -hmm. um like there are there are stories about like these little girls who sit there in front of these men with guns and and they're like no i love jesus and and they're like if if you denounce god's name we'll save your life right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and these like these little girls are like no i love jesus and they die you know but they're not afraid and they're like seven years old yeah you know they're seven years old and they're not afraid and I'm here I am afraid to like talk to my peers about it because I don't want to seem like weird or awkward or you know it's like that whole like bra girl and then they're like the <laughs> girl yeah is, yeah you know, talk about like yes. there's like the Christian <laughs> version of that girl like yeah I'm on Christian TikTok because I had like I I guilt liked all these Christian TikToks, and now I'm, I'm like I have all <laughs> the happened to ones. me
2: for like three days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like so, oh my goodness. But the reality is
0: that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It's just that there's mental, a stigma, that mental stigma, and that's what causes me at least to have hard, a hard time like accepting my faith. I guess.
1: Yeah, Anik, you have something you want to say, but it, it, well, I'm thinking. So this goes back to our first episode on we care too much. About what other people, right? So all this stuff kind of fits together, right? We guilt-like. That is such a fun phrase. But it's so true. We guilt-like because we care too much about what other people think. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Anika.
3: I did the same thing. And I was like... And then I I ended up on, like, Christian TikTok for, like, a week. And I was like, I don't know if this is a sign or what (laughs) I'm supposed to be doing. But then again, like, when people that aren't Christian or they used to be Christian, like, they talk about it like Mm -hmm. not even in a demeaning way but they're like yeah i don't know man and i was like i do not believe them because like Mm -hmm. i've seen that and and i Mm -hmm. somehow sometimes have contributed to that to that um uh yeah (laughs) no you're fine (laughs) anyways and on tiktok i even have come across like christian people Mm -hmm. that are trying to um I don't know how to say it. I've
2: seen like a ton of P.O.V.s like that crying. of people make. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. Never mind.
3: Sorry, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about something different. Um, I've seen this one guy on TikTok, who is like calling people to Christ, but it's like every time he does it, he's in the same emotional state, and it seems very fake, very forced. Like he just finished crying, and he's just like mm. finished. Like he's like, God, like it's not too late. It's like or,
1: emotional manipulation. Yeah, it's
3: emotional manipulation. Mm. And I was like, yo, I do not like. I don't want to be a part of. Like I this is why people like, it's hey Christians, and I've seen like the comments. Like, yeah, I remember going to church camp, and they like would um there's on Saturday night yeah. there's like this emotional manipulation, and everyone felt like they had to like. There's always like do the they, 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 they had like yeah, a cry
1: night. Right, play. it's a cry night. The passion play. You're right.
3: And it was like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like, and I've I've been in that experience that i've been a part of that yeah. and i was like ah, i don't i'm sorry i don't yeah. know what to do and and then it's like i don't know because i'm not solid enough in my christian faith to be like i am part of that other side of christianity mm. that you know is different because i'm still questioning all of it and i would yeah and i will be and i want to be a part of that other side sure. but it's like I don't know how to do it. I'm also in in denial of of that and talking to God and even like just journaling about like random stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a whole list of things I want to do and I never get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it's not spiritual related just mm-hmm. because I procrastinate, sorry.
2: Yeah. Uh, like going off the that like cry night at camp, like I've seen <laughs> so many videos of people talking about that or like like explaining awesome. like um, a series of people like telling horror stories mm-hmm. of like church camp and yes. like the craziness and I participated like I went to camp I, for I like know. eight years yeah. like yeah. a long time yeah. and like seeing all those people and then seeing all the comments like comments so many of them like yeah like that was horrible like blah blah, blah like they literally brainwashed us okay. Okay. it makes me like like, seeing so many people, like, so many people having the same exact experience that I did, but seeing it completely different, it, like, it throws me back. Like, mm-hmm. like, is, like, is that what's happening? Like, mm-hmm. what, like, that the fact that that many people felt the same exact way about that situation, it, like, makes me seriously, like, think about it. Like, how, like, what? Mm-hmm. I just, I, it's just weird. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's where I, like... That's where I get really confused, and I think that's mm-hmm. where that's where a lot of, like, my questions come from because you're right, like, that happens, but there are two sides. Like, some people, oh yeah. like, I'll be honest, like, okay, so I never went to camp because I get homesick, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is a problem because I'm going to college in, like, seven <laughs> days, but, um, so, but, like, I don't know because that's where a lot of the, like, I have friends who that's the reason why they, you know, they have questions about Christianity and whether they want to be a part of it, because there is like this act that it almost seems is put up. So when people are genuine, it still looks like an act. So it becomes really cloudy. And that's where it becomes like, oh, is this a cult? Like, is this weird? Like, so I don't know, like, because I'll be honest, like at one life, and I, I wouldn't say at one life we have like cry nights. Mm. no
2: i mean i do because i cry at one life personal issue like, <laughs> i think it happens but i don't think but I it's not like yeah,
0: it's, it's not that it's manipulation which is the why the main leader
1: of it, it we don't plan to no, have, don't don't have no we don't have like There's a specific not, like yeah. this
0: is like but like it for me i don't know i like i go to one life and i cry <laughs> like <Right>. yeah <laughs> like but it's during a lot of the time it's, it's not that cry night it's like that right. moment where i'm like this is the relationship that I want to have all the time. This is the relationship that I want to have with God when I'm not in a room of people who feel the exact same way. Like I want to be able to stand this firm in my faith when I'm in the middle of Walmart or when I'm in class or when I'm hanging out with a group of friends. Like this is the feeling that I want to always have. And so like that is when I break down because there is, I don't know, it's like that's it's what I wall. want. I want that relationship, and right. I want to be able to openly express that love and adoration for God. But because it's been so – there's such a stigma with it, and, like, rightfully so. Like, right. there's a lot of Christians who make it an act who – you know, like, at my old church, it was a ritual. Like, it was, like – it was weird. Like, there were church I've members been churches who like got that. angry when we rearranged the order of the bulletin. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and i was like like being 8 years old and seeing that happen i was like so what the heck like yeah. why why is this what we're focused yeah, on yeah exactly this is what deters so many people from wanting a relationship with god because they don't see it as a relationship with god they see it as like this yeah, it, you have to. It, I don't know how you describe right. it. Right.
1: Well, so I think what we're talking about, like at the core of a lot of either yours or people, you know, frustration and anger with the church and thinking that it's fake and just overall skepticism. Um, at the end of the day, it's about people, right? Like other people as I'm kind of listening to you describe, well, this is why I'm, I'm not, we think that it's fake, or this is why it's emotional manipulation, or this is why I don't like the church, because the people respond, blah, blah, blah. It's always about people, right? So I, I'm just saying a lot of times, going back to the topic, <laughs> like this tension of how do I have a relationship with God, one of the barriers are other people and how they like screw it up, which I actually think is interesting because going back to the passage, and then we should finish up, um, read verse 7 anique um so jesus shows up with this with this question do you want to change not your situation not your circumstance you yourself right it's it's he's direct and then he gives uh, he gives an answer in verse 7
3: and after jesus said would you like to get well he said i can't serve the sick um for uh Verse (laughs) 7, I can't serve, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me in the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me.
1: So in other words, the dude is sick, Jesus walks up and says, do you want to get well? And his initial knee jerk reaction is an excuse. And the excuse is somebody else. Like, like we have an excuse because of judgmental or fake Christians or emotional manipulation or like all these things that we've been talking about, like, and they're legitimate excuses that are connected with people, but that isn't anything new. This has been around for 2000 years. And so here's this guy who's looking Jesus in the face and says, well, the reason I am not is because of, you know, no one ever takes me. Um, so let's, let's just recognize that we make excuses, but also recognize, okay, let's not beat ourselves up too much because this has been around for a while. But then I think Jesus ultimately gets to the point, and I think this is where we should land on how, so what did we actually do about it? Um, verse 8.
3: And Jesus told him, stand up and pick up your mat and walk. Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking, but this miracle happened on the Sabbath.
1: Yeah. And then we could, this would be another whole thing because then all the religious Sabbath people, which some of us know some, right. And and then they, they make it up. Like they turn this whole beautiful thing where someone actually like their lives change, but they make it about something else. But that's another topic. But my point is, I think when it comes to tension and having a relationship with God, when there were no more excuses and jesus said you take responsibility you stand up that's when it happened so what does it look like then for us yes god shows up and he does stuff um but what does it look like for us to take responsibility for our own walk with god
0: i think it comes down to at least to start just like finding your niche i guess like finding finding that way that you do connect with god and like um for me it took a while for me to like figure out what that was. Yeah, I mean, it's, and know. it's different for everybody. Um and like I mean, I'm pretty passionate about this. I did a talk about it one mm-hmm. time in Sabbath school, but like your walk is so individual. And so mm-hmm. I mean, that's where we run into all these problems that we're talking about is when you do start comparing your walk to others. Um because it is, it's so individual. It's between you and God. It's mm-hmm. not between Um, the church elders and you and God, or the person sitting next to you in Sabbath school and you and God, or even the person who sits next to you in class or that you don't even talk to, who you feel judgment from. Like, it's between you and God. Um, and so it, it may look different for everybody. Like, for me, it's music, and it probably always will be music. Like, that's the best way that, and the most powerful way that I connect with God. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's community, it's hanging out with friends, um, it's coming to Vespers, it's going to Sabbath school. Um, some people it's journaling some people it's sitting down and reading the Bible um, some people it's going on a run or going on a walk or playing sports with people mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of finding the way that you feel God closest I guess
2: I think like what comes next with that is finding it but then doing it mm-hmm. like taking the responsibility and taking the accountability to actually practice what it is that you have just figured out, because that's what the biggest thing for me was. I found out that I loved music, and that was the way that I could connect with God. Like early on freshman year, over the course of the next, like basically the next year, I didn't really do anything about it. I just sat there and was like, "Oh, this is kind of dumb. I don't know really what I'm what I'm doing. How I'm." You remember this? I feel really frustrated because I don't feel anything, and then McKenna forced me to do PW with her, <laughs> and I'm so glad that she did, because not only was that the way that I was able to grow my relationship with God, but it gave me some of the best times, not only with the people that I was with, but with God also.
3: Oh, I definitely agree and i don't know for me um it is music 100 percent. i'm not as wonderfully talented as these two ladies right by me but i think where i (laughs) thank you i think where i um have found me like at peace with um myself and life not even like consciously thinking about about god most is Mm -hmm. in nature for Mm -hmm. sure just because i feel like in it and a part of it Mm -hmm. when i am in nature or whatever but I think a big part of it at least for me I have a lot of subconscious guilt about it about God about mm. unfinished things mm. and I think a big part is like when you have those random thoughts even if you're with friends or in the car wherever you are you don't have to be in your room by your bible mm-hmm. just addressing those in your head or out loud if you're alone if, if that's comfortable for you um, just like addressing those and like talking about those things with people or, or out loud mm-hmm. because even if you're not necessarily in a in a place where like hey God love you mm-hmm. thank you so much for all you've given me mm-hmm. you're talking about it and I think that way you become more comfortable or, uh, about it even if it does stem from a place of guilt like you're okay. still addressing it sure. because I think I don't know for me prayer is like so much more than just thanking God the sure. majority of m- when I pray is when I'm angry with God and mm-hmm. like when I have issues or struggles or whatever so mm-hmm. I think just addressing it addressing the um stuff you trying to cover up and, and a lot of times you don't realize it till like mm-hmm. some certain thing but I think that's a big thing for me I don't mm-hmm.
1: know no I mean you guys have for years now have heard me say I think <laughs> a relationship with God is like a relationship with anyone else the more you spend time with them and talk and listen the more the relationship will go will grow and and, and you'll start to trust so um yeah, so I would say just it doesn't have to be long and maybe, but do carve out some time to, to listen and some time to talk. And it doesn't have to say, you know, it doesn't have to sound all religious-y and worshipy, right? You just talk to them exactly kind of what you were saying. Like, just be honest. Um, I think just having an honest conversation and then listening, Um yeah, I think. But you taking that initiative, as you guys are saying, I think is is huge. Um, any other final thoughts while we uh, wrap up this hour long podcast?
0: <laughs> Longest one thus far. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, if you guys want to get involved, hit us up on Paracresis Instagram, um, which is Paracresis underscore. In case you didn't know, we are also the only thing ever named Paracresis, so it's not that hard yeah. to find. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, if you have questions or topics that you want us to talk about, you can DM us. Um, everything remains anonymous. The only people who know are us, and there's no judgment here because we're all weird. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's that. Uh, if you want to be a part of it, hit us up there as well or text one of us um, if you do have our numbers. Um, and spread the word. If you can, so
1: Sweet. And thank you McKenna for your years of service and leadership
0: <laughs> in Perichoresis <laughs> and
1: being involved in your leadership and ownership and you will be greatly missed. but Tennessee is not that far away. No, I'll be back. You'll be back you and we'll party <laughs> and yes. yeah we'll and hang out and do stuff. So anyway yeah that is episode three of Let's be Honest. Stay tuned for next week. We'll talk about something else having to do with tension.
0: Yeah. bye guys bye. bye. bye.